0: The following audio drama is rated PG-13 for parental guidance.
1: Hi, I'm Dwayne Feenstra, the showrunner for Tubular Teens with Titans, which is a Power Ranger-inspired, fully inclusive audio drama set in the 90s. Tubular Teens with Titans is an episodic dramedy about a group of teens who traverse real-life drama while balancing the responsibility of keeping the world safe from a subterranean threat. Simply imagine your favorite high school teen drama in the backdrop of a Super Sentai over-the-top adventure. This is Episode 5 of Season 1, titled The Minnow Terror. It's homecoming week at Vermilion High School, and Gwen is focused on winning the award for Best Float. The villainous trio of Harbinger, Hera, and Erald send the fear-inducing Minnow Terror to finally defeat those pesky Guardians. Will the Guardians be able to face their greatest fears and conquer them in time to save Dragon Cove? This is Dwayne Feenstra, the showrunner for Tubular Teens with Titans.
2: See the world under attack You we go hard and never fail Here we go down You can't stop, conspire, the fire we and B Is it too bad? It's it too bad? It's it
0: too bad?
3: The parking lot adjacent to the football field at Vermilion High School is abuzz with activity. Hundreds of students are working on dozens of floats in preparation for the upcoming homecoming game versus Stone Canyon High School. Banners with bring the fire, dragons, and go red, go black, VHS on the attack. Adorn the cars and trailers that will be on display during the homecoming parade. A lone trailer with a large mechanical skeletal frame of a dragon is being worked on by Jay and Hanuel.
4: This is ridiculous. Uh, How is it supervising all this tomfoolery? My job was in a higher to teach literature. I didn't receive a doctorate in the decoration of caravans.
5: Niles, can't you just get into the fun of it? I saw you lose your mind down at the pub when Liverpool beat Manchester United. How is this any different?
4: Three things, Miss Turner. One, it is Dr. Alistair we're at work. Two, the pub is not ours, it is mine, and I only let you accompany me because we form an unbeatable quiz team, and I refuse to pass up free nachos. And three, I will gladly root for our dragons during the game, but it's this unnecessary pageantry that I detest.
5: No man is an island, entirely of itself. Every man is a piece of the continent, a part of the main.
4: New quoting done. Perhaps. You never cease to surprise me.
5: All I am saying is that there is something to be said about coming together and working for a unified purpose.
6: <laughs> hey, Ms. Turner, is it okay if we pull the car up to the float? We've got a
5: ton of pieces to finish Jay's Dragon, and it would save a bunch of time. Of course. Just stick to the track Coach Samson would kill us if we damaged his field before the big game.
7: All I'm saying, Catherine, is that the Guardians are doing good. I didn't say I would invite them over for dinner.
8: They're vigilantes, Leo. Helping people doesn't give you carte blanche to break the law.
7: I'm not going to argue legality with a lawyer. I'm speaking to the greater moral good.
8: Oh no. If I can't use my law degree, you can't use your philosophy degree.
6: My friend says they're kids from Dragon Cove. And why do they think that? My friend Carl's cousin, Shane's best friend, said that because they were at the football field and science fair, that means they have to be kids.
8: Honey, we've discussed the importance of evaluating our sources. Is someone's cousin's friend really a reliable source? Let's get a move on, we're already behind schedule. If someone hadn't harassed that poor lumber employee to the point of tears, We would have been here an hour ago.
6: Is it my fault that he couldn't cut the PVC to Jay's specifications? I want this float to blow everyone away. The first place trophy is mine.
7: Is that what we're doing here? I thought you were hanging out with your friends and showing a little school spirit. Everything doesn't have to be about winning.
8: That's That's what what losers losers say. say. Jinx! Honey, your dad has a point. Look at all the other groups. They're laughing and having fun. You have your championship face on. I do not.
6: I'm having fun. You do. That vein on your neck is throbbing again. It's as big as it was when you won the 400 relay last week.
7: You know, you don't have to prove yourself to anyone. Nobody is questioning you or doubting you. I doubt Jay and Hanwell will blame you if you all came in second. A large flatbed truck backs onto the preparation area.
3: Sitting on the bed is a float adorned with thousands of flowers and an elevated golden throne. The throne slowly rotates under a large parasol emblazoned with a dragon.
6: Whoa! Who is that on the throne? You have to be kidding me! All hail the queen!
7: I... I thought the floats had to be made by the students.
6: They do! Desdemona!
0: Yes?
6: You know the rules. You can't have your dad just buy you a float.
0: I'm sorry, I can't hear you over all your jealousy. You had your chance to be on my team, but you wanted to build that monstrosity. Just stand there in your loserness and be a
6: loser and get used to it. This is supposed to be about school spirit, not just a spotlight on you.
0: Am I not the homecoming queen? Does a queen not deserve a throne? What happened to your group? They weren't doing as they were told, so I fired them. On a team, there's only room for one captain.
6: You're crazy. She sounds like you. You said the exact thing to every team you've been captain of. If we're going to win, it's because we all do the same plan. Mine. I do not sound like that.
0: Oh my god, you do.
6: I'm done with you, Desi. Just go polish your throne. Come on, Camille.
0: Have fun on your plywood and PVC junk pile.
9: So,
10: this mystery person... Cleverboy93. Right. Cleverboy93. You have no idea who they really are.
9: Correct, but they also only know me as Emerald Raptor. The chat room allows for people to be themselves without worrying about preconceptions. It is truly liberating.
10: So it could be someone like Reginald or Desdemona.
9: I... I guess.
10: Dr. Alistair?
6: Please stop ruining this for me! What's with all the small talk? Did you not see what Desi just rolled up with? We have a lot of work to do if we want to beat her. Whoa, relax
10: the negative energy. We're pretty much on schedule, and Jay was just telling me about a new friend they made.
6: Pretty much just means we're behind schedule. Unless Jay's friend can help finish our dragon, I really don't have time for it.
10: Uh, Jeez, seems like Gwenzilla's
6: coming out. I'm not going Gwenzilla. I just want us to have fun and beat Desi at the same time. I just got an earful from my parents. I really don't need it from you too. We don't want to
9: win as much as you, Gwenny, but we're just worried about the win to fun ratio skewing heavily in one direction.
6: Were you having fun when that Billy kid won the science fair over you in Scarlet?
9: Obviously not.
10: To be fair, they lost because their date turned into a gargoyle.
9: Garbagoyle?
10: Garbagoyle that observed half their lunar rover model. It doesn't really fit our situation.
9: That was a really weird day.
10: No joke.
6: Are you done? Let's get this dragon spitting fire.
3: In a dimly lit lab, the dinosaur scientist, E-Railed zealously types away at a keyboard. His clawed fingers come to an abrupt stop as he leans back to survey his work. With a final keystroke, a holographic figure appears. The bipedal form has hairy legs that end in hooves and the torso of a muscular man. A massive bull's head with large horns sits upon its shoulder. I finally
11: cracked the code. My next creation will be
12: unstoppable. Dearest brothers, it's safe to assume that your yelling signifies that you have finally finished our next creature.
11: Of course, my lovely sister. Why else would I be yelling in my lab?
12: Correct me if I am wrong, but was your last outburst not because of some exchange you had with a surface dweller?
11: What? Um... uh what are you talking about dear sister
12: you may have always been the creative one but i am the observant one your time investigating these beings has drifted into socialization you did the same thing when we were sent to conquer the Alani. how many cycles did you converse with that tide watcher
11: that was a purely scientific inquiry Just because my pursuits aren't as concrete as yours, doesn't mean they are any less valid.
12: Whatever helps you sleep at night, brother. Let us just hope this little distraction didn't cause you to make a subpar beast.
11: The Minotera will prove not only a physical challenge, but will also challenge their mental fortitude. I have formulated a synthetic version of the pollen of the Corvit Flower.
12: I take back a portion of what I have said about you, my devious brother. I have seen seasoned warriors wilt after inhaling that powder.
11: The fear induced by the pollen should be more than enough to incapacitate. Given enough exposure, I've formulated this batch of
12: goobles to be immune from its effects. And? And? i know my brother there is no way you did not decide on this location to deploy your creation by chance you're hoping to see that surface dweller again
11: sister do you sincerely think if i wanted to see them i wouldn't devise a simpler method
12: my clever little brother This is exactly the scheme you would devise to avoid directly addressing anything that might resemble emotional entanglement.
11: It pains me that you think so little of me. I would assume that you would want the Guardians drawn out as quickly as possible. Aren't you just itching to get out there and reclaim your honor? There is no shame in not being able to break through the shield of the Green Guardian.
12: I feel no shame, just a pang of disappointment. Can you recall the last time I left a battlefield not as the victor?
11: The Battle of Zulkuth?
12: A volcano erupted and the battlefield was engulfed by lava. No one won that day.
11: I will concede that point.
12: My honor will not be restored until I have peeled that green armor from their body and have it mounted on my wall. I think
11: Harbinger might not like that idea, my treasured sister. They have plans for the Guardians.
12: There are five. He can make do with four, my cherished brother. The crowd
3: gathered around Johnny D's food truck is raucously singing Vermilion High School's fight song.
13: Fight,
7: fight you Vermilion
8: dragons. dragons!
13: For
7: all about to fight, fight!
5: Glory
13: to
3: Football players sit at overly decorated tables while Coach Sampson finishes the sing-along. Sitting conspicuously away from the mass of people, Benny and Scarlet sit at the least decorated table and are working their way through a giant plate of tacos.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Yes, they may be bigger and stronger. And yes, everyone says they got the athletes, that they're fit to bust in with guys going to D1 schools. There's no denying that. We can see that just as easily as we can see McCluskey wolfing down his 12 taco over there. You go get that taco, McCluskey. If we played them 10 times, they might win nine, but not this game, not tonight. Tonight is our night. Now let's go get that W.
3: As Coach Sampson begins to heartily shake the hand of everyone in his path on the way to the food truck, Reginald begins to make his way towards Benny and Scarlett The lumbering football player stares inquisitively
2: at his oversized beverage. Tale of two tacos? Where does he come up with these names?
5: Johnny's on a classic literature kick lately.
2: It could be worse. Do you remember of mice and minestrone? (laughs) So, what are you two lovebirds talking about way over here? How much cooler you are than all the joiners over there? Or how Benny is about to experience the highlight of his life.
14: Lovebirds? Highlights of my life? What are you rambling about?
2: Hey, hey. No shame in peeking early. Most of us have scholarships lined up, but we know with your, uh, colorful past, no school will touch you with a ten-foot pole. This is it for you. This game will be the best day of your life.
5: Can we circle back to lovebirds?
14: There is more to my life than football. You have no idea what I do when I'm not at school. Trust me, my life is pretty amazing.
2: <laughs> sure. You have an amazing, crappy condo. And you drive an amazing, crappy beater. No, I just don't know which I'm more jealous of.
3: Reginald reaches between the two teens and grabs the remaining untouched taco from their shared plate. Taking a large bite, he turns and begins to head back towards the large group, passing Johnny D, who carries a fresh plateful of tacos.
2: Don't eat too many of these. I'd hate for you to be bloated on your big day.
13: What's a douche nozzle? Oh, <laughs> Douche nozzle? Now that's an insult that takes me back. Shouldn't be thrown around lightly. What'd he do to earn the title?
6: Captain Douche was trying to say we were an item. Ew. Ew?
14: Really?
12: That's not what I meant.
6: Being with me would be that bad?
12: Did I say it would be bad?
14: Yeah, because when I'm presented with something I like, ew is my response. Benny, would you like this slice of pizza? Ew! Sure, looks tasty.
6: Come on, you know-
14: Hey, Benny, this cute guy wants to date you. Ew! Give him my number.
6: It, I know who you date and why you date them.
14: And what does that mean? You make me sound like a creeper.
6: There's nothing wrong with what you're doing. I'm, I'm just saying I'm not into that and you should know that.
5: I can't afford to have you hate me, Benny. The only thing I care about in this goddamn life are you and me.
13: You've got the making of a little something I like to call... A Schrodinger's relationship. Same thing happened to me and Tori. Tori? Who's that? So get this. There's me, and there's Tori. And we're all inseparable, right? Just full-on best buds. And then one day at Bell's Beach, she drops the bomb on me. And the bomb is this. It seems that at some point, she developed the heavies for me. Now this just, like, blows my mind, right? I mean, I'm a Barney when it comes to this sort of thing. I mean, Tori was like family to me, and that was the only prison that I saw her through. What did you do? So I'm totally weirded out by this, right? And then I just started getting all weird around her. Like, I don't know how to deal with what I'm feeling. So I figured the best way is by ghosting her. Like, I really didn't want to hurt this girl, and I'm literally sitting in the room like, What is your problem? Right? And she's like, the one that would normally talk me off the proverbial ledge. She showed up one day just calmly trying to tell me like it was no big deal and things didn't have to change and I'm like, oh really? That's when I look her straight into the eyes tell her let's do this and I kissed her. That's awesome. Way to embrace the moment. No, mi amigo. Awesome. It was not. It was a mistake. I tried to be what I thought boyfriend Johnny was supposed to be. I was destined for a wipeout because I was too caught up in what I thought I was supposed to do and not what I felt I was supposed to do, you know? I was afraid if I didn't go full rom-com, I was going to lose my friend. In that moment, I just felt I felt small, like like I'd lack some experience. I was just chilling with the ankle biters, and she was out there on the heavies. I thought my loving what we were meant that I wasn't on her level. Like, if I didn't join her, we'd never be Johnny and Tori like we used to be. You know what I'm saying? But what I did not get was that she didn't want me to change. She wasn't looking for some different version of me. She was... She was looking for me, for Johnny Dakota. What we had was already perfect to her and she just wanted me to know that. But by the time I figured this all out, I was over the falls, man. It was too late. I changed who I was and she moved on. All I had to show for it was regret. She wasn't just some Wahine. She was my soul surfer. And I know that now. But I pushed her away. So I've spent every day since surfing alone.
14: So, what happened to Tori?
13: No idea. I like to think she's out there crushing waves with a dude who appreciates her and loves her like she deserves.
8: But you never looked for her?
13: Look, if we're destined to be, the waves will bring her back to me. The important thing is this. When the winds change blow, some people build walls, and other people, they build windmills. Which one are you? The pair stare at each other for a moment
3: before Benny abruptly gets up from the table and grabs each of their half-full beverages. Benny's hand lingers as his fingers nearly touch Scarlett's as the two hold the oversized cup.
14: So, you, uh, want more fruit punch? Uh,
5: um, yeah, thanks.
14: I wouldn't be like that if we dated. I hope you know that.
12: I know.
11: Guardian level threat detected. Guardians black and red. Transversal pathway charted. Leyline connection imminent.
13: Oh, that is one bonkers walkie-talkie.
14: Yeah, it keeps getting the police banned by accident.
5: Uh, yeah, mine picks up the drive through at the Big Belly Burger all the time. I think it's just a marketing ploy.
2: The crowd is getting restless. These tacos ain't going to make themselves.
13: Duty calls. And don't forget, are you a Montiado or Quixote?
3: Benny and Scarlet wait for Johnny D to turn away from them before sprinting towards a secluded area away from the raucous pep rally crowd. Disappearing behind a large storage container, the two quickly look around to see if they're alone.
14: Did I miss something? Why did he just ask us if we were armadillos or coyotes? You
5: really need to read more. Gaia, engage Leyline transport.
3: The mechanical form of Harbinger stands motionless in front of a bank of monitors. The holographic image of a purple face is quickly morphing as eyes and nose shapes change.
15: Decrease vector 7 by 22% and increase vectors 22 through 34 by 6, no 8%. Reference all known databases for a
11: match. Search 57 again reveals no matches.
15: This is pointless. The only chance I have is to pry into more damaged memories, but my mind is still feeling the effects of the last effort. I cannot risk damaging myself now that I have you to find.
3: The image of the lavender-hued individual expands, and the image from Harbinger's memory fills the screen. The representation has been scrupulously produced down to the creases on her face.
15: Savitri, cycle voice patterns 1 through 5. Perhaps hearing her will make remembering her easier.
14: What is the desired dialogue?
15: I would rather run with you than away from you.
3: Begin. Harbinger slowly circles the hologram, pausing each time it recites its dialogue.
5: I'd rather run with you than away from you. Next. I'd rather run with you than away from you.
3: No. I would rather run with you than away from you.
15: Increase speed.
16: I would rather run with you than away from you.
15: Next.
3: I would rather run with you than away from you. That's it. Again. I would rather run with you than away from you.
15: Cycle through documented dialogue. Are you found?
3: Do you think there's anywhere in the galaxy that I would be safer not by your side? A trusted friend.
11: The Guardians will hunt us forever.
3: You must be
15: the most important person to me if the memory of you still remains. The imprint of you is all I have left of who I was, and I will do everything in my power to find you.
3: No! Don't leave me!
15: If that is impossible, I will find those who took you from me, and I will commit them to the Void. Erold, it is time we crush these Guardians. These... Creatures you have been fiddling with have been a disappointment. This indirect approach has gotten us nowhere. We need something that will physically crush them. What can you design for me?
11: That can definitely be arranged after. After
15: what? What did you do?
11: Correct me if I am wrong, but is it not my responsibility to craft creatures? Granted, It was previously to help us obtain glory for Tyrek but as we have casted aside our allegiance to the Dark Emperor, I felt it was afforded a little more autonomy. Was not our mutiny an expression of us claiming our respective
12: destinies? Brother of mine, are you suggesting we devolve into anarchy? A hierarchy must be in place. It is
15: quite simple. She destroys, you create, and I lead. Now tell me what you created, or by Grabthar's hammer, I will end
11: you. There is no need for threats. The Minotera has already begun its mission. Let us bear witness to the end of the Guardians.
3: Panicked teens push and shove their way through one of the exits at Vermilion Stadium, A carefully decorated float is being torn asunder by a dozen nondescript and featureless goobles, while the massive fists of the Minnow Terror crush another. The massive beast flings a chunk of debris that narrowly misses a fear-stricken Desdemona, who is frozen on her slowly rotating throne. Don't push. Just everyone move together.
4: Paige, why are you running towards the chaos? We need to go.
5: What if one of our kids needs help? We don't know what's going on.
4: My point exactly. Unless your teacher training includes hand-to-hand combat, we are just going to be in the... Just as the bat
17: dips on the
4: wing and the spectral
17: choirs ominously sing, whether the cacophony of battles clash in the shimmery shades of safety are dashed. Is that...
4: No, 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 that's impossible. Uh...
5: Niles, what's the matter? That creature is moving our way. Help me get open the gate.
4: If that's an actual minotaur, a living, breathing, mythological creature, my whole life I've seen something like this. I just...
5: Dammit, Niles, if we don't get this gate open, these kids are going to get hurt.
4: <laughs> yeah, you're right.
3: Elsewhere in the fear-stricken crowd, Gwen is being pulled by her panicked father. The elder Avalon's eyes dart quickly over the crowd as he continues to look for the rest of his missing family.
7: Gwen, come on. We have to find your mom and sister. I can't see them through all this crowd. Dad, I, I have to go help. Help? What are you going to do against that thing?
6: Dad, I have to go help my friends. We're going to help people. You go find mom and I promise everything's going to be okay.
7: No, we have to find your mom, sister, and your two friends and get out of here. Benny and Scarlet push
3: their way through the crowd, rushing past Gwen and her father as they argue on their way towards the stadium.
14: Uh, what are you doing, Gwen? It's
6: showtime? Come on, Captain our Captain. We can't make reckless, dangerous decisions without you. Dad, I'm sorry. You can be mad, but I have to go.
7: What are five teenagers going to do against the monster? Five of you five of you. Oh, Gwen. Gwen's father
3: holds his daughter's hand tightly and pulls her in for a quick hug. He pushes her away and watches his daughter disappear into the crowd. My eyeballs shall
17: burn cabins into your soul. My breath sears scars into your heart. My horns will spear across your free will.
10: These claws will tear you. eyes! Is that what I think it is?
9: If you're thinking it's a mythological cryptid reciting pretty bad poetry, then... Yeah. Nail on head.
10: This is definitely a Guardian moment. We're gonna have to clear these people out if we want to keep our secret.
9: Uh, well, Dr. Alistair and Miss Turner have finally got that gate open, so... I think we just need to ascertain if there are any stragglers.
10: Ah! There's one.
3: The massive Minnow Terror rips large pieces off of Desdemona's float and flings them towards the scattering crowd. Desdemona clings to her golden throne, frozen with fear as Goobles shake the damaged vehicle. Benny, Scarlet, and Gwen dodge debris as they join Jay and Hanuel.
17: Gaians, Gaians, where are you? I will sculpt your minds to ash, I shall whittle your heart to dust. The world will be painted with your
14: pain, this day your futures will be crushed. Is the monster calling us out? I like my monster's monosyllabic at best.
5: (laughs) worried that we're gonna get a monster smarter than you next time? This one's poetry is already better than what you turned in last week.
14: Hey, haikus are harder than they sound. Let's knock the smarts out of this one.
10: Guardians! Hold up, we still have a damsel in distress. We need to get Desdemona out of here before we can go full sailor scouts.
5: Uh, but do we really? I mean, Karma was going to get her eventually. Who's to say the universe didn't just send this monster for her?
6: Desi's no princess, but she doesn't deserve to be eaten.
14: The way she's white-knuckling that throne, we're gonna have to do more than distract this thing. I'm gonna have to go get her. I've got her. No offense, but you might be the speedster in the water but I'm better on the land.
6: Desi knows me and actually likes me. She'll be more responsive when I get to her. Just start hucking some of this junk back at the monsters and I'll take care of the rest.
10: Gwen, I really think, and she's already gone.
3: Gwen begins a semi-circular path towards the fear-stricken potential homecoming queen as her friends begin pelting the calamitous cryptid and its minions with debris.
14: (laughs) Over here, you overgrown oxen!
9: Hey, Your poetry is uninspired and your rhyme schemes are elementary at best.
3: Goobles scamper towards Benny, Jay, Scarlet, and Hanuel, leaving Desdemona's float in shambles. As the muscular, bull-headed figure's attention turns towards the teen's flinging projectiles, Gwen begins to scale the barely upright float.
17: Leave all hope behind those who challenge me. want certitude while saying they cannot leave. One anodyne for your crushing torture and misery. The certitude of a quick death will be your reprieve.
6: Desi, come on. We don't have much time. My friends can only distract them for so long. But... But but nothing! We need to go now! But my float! Do you know how much my daddy paid for this? Desi, let's go.
0: Do you think insurance covers monster attacks?
3: Gwen yanks Desdemona from her throne and pulls her away from the combat between her friends and the Goobles. Unable to change into their guardian garb, the teens struggle but hold their own. Fighting in pairs, Jay and Scarlet face down a pair of goobles, while Benny and Hanuel take on a few of their own.
9: hi Stay back, you amorphous thing! <laughs> 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 Holy shit, Jay! <laughs> Where did you learn to throw a punch like that? <laughs> From watching you! Ugh! Our sparring sessions are really paying off.
10: <laughs> All right, Mr. Faceless. Time to dance. <laughs>
3: Look out! Benny spears a gooble that was about to strike Hanuel from behind to the ground. Thanks, Benny.
14: This would be a lot easier if we were armored up.
3: The Minnow Terror, with his horns pulsating a deep purple, pushes through a group of goobles and stands before the teens. As it speaks, an almost imperceptible lavender haze fills the area. <laughs> <laughs>
17: I smell it here, I smell it near, none of you shall be spared. In my cloud of terror, you will be ensnared.
10: Cloud of terror does not sound good. I think it's time to call in the moon prison power.
9: Agreed. Guardia! Is that Dr. Alistair?
10: As the four
3: teens stand transfixed, the squads of goobles begin to alter their shapes. The one nearest Jay manifests a tweed coat and slacks, and its featureless face begins to resemble that of a monstrous version of Dr. Niles Alistair. Another's feet elongate, and their body becomes striped in broad white and blue vertical stripes. It shakes its head, and a bright red tuft of hair sprouts from its scalp, and a bulbous red ball grows over an impossibly wide red grin.
4: you are you
12: still hanging around with these
4: students? How did you bore them enough with your inane and pretentious babbling? You know only tolerating you out of pity. That's...
9: That is not true. These are my
8: friends.
4: Please you're smart enough to know that you're way too special to ever have real friends. Stop lying to yourself.
5: Shut up!
14: Ha <laughs> ha uh, uh. Hiya, Benny Boy. Aren't you gonna say hello? Not gonna do it. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Not gonna do it. Oh, how you hurt my feelings, Benny boy. D- don't you want to play just once? For old times'
11: sake?
5: <laughs>
3: Benny nervously backs away from the approaching clown google as the remaining two finish their transformations. A google's body begins to swell as stitch marks traverse its bulbous frame. Insects can be seen crawling across its limbs as a horde of spiders pours from its open black maw and empty eye sockets. The wave of spiders skitters towards Hanuel. The second retains a human frame as it morphs into the form of an elderly postal worker. The geriatric mail carrier has a satchel over their shoulder and holds a single white envelope in one hand as it shuffles towards Scarlet.
10: Go no hell to the dough! Get them off me! Someone, help! Help me!
2: Please!
13: Miss Watts, I have a letter for you. It's from your parents.
5: No, no! Not again! I will not let them do this to me again!
17: Face to the fears that only you know, your cries only cause our powers to grow. Run right away you scattered little children, but know that we'll find you wherever you go. Excellent demonstration of your abilities, Minotaur.
3: Apparently the Guardians require a larger scale of devastation to get involved. Return to base immediately. Gwen sprints back to aid her friends, only to find an empty battlefield. The confused teen can only look on in exasperation as the goobles and monster disappear into a sinkhole.
6: What in the world happened? Gaia opened a channel to all guardians, and I need to find my team. Benny, what happened? Not
14: gonna face off with a freaking face-eating clown! I like my face on my face! Okay? Are you just going to sit there and ask me to give up my face?
6: Why don't you give up your face, huh? Okay. Can anyone tell me what's going on? No, no, I'm not going to let them do this to me again. I I
9: didn't do anything wrong. They're they're my parents. They're supposed to be there for me. Why would they do this to me? You're my friend, right, Gwen? You're not just pretending or, or pitying me. No, don't. And so that if you were pretending, you wouldn't tell me the truth. And if it's busy, you think I'm too weak to know the truth. How, how can I know the truth?
10: I'm. I'm really sorry, Gwen, but I can't help you. If I go out there, they're going to lay eggs in my ears. Then they're going to end up eating my brain. <sighs> I have to shower for the next week straight to make sure they're not hiding on me.
3: A frustrated and exasperated Gwen sits alone near a tail of two tacos. She has spent the last hour unsuccessfully trying to get her teammates to respond to no avail. As she stares dejected at the waves, she is greeted by the owner and operator of a food truck returning from his afternoon surfing session. His wetsuit is pulled off his torso and he shakes his soaked, shaggy hair.
13: Why the long face, muchacha? The waves are pretty calm if you want to go out and commune with nature. Always lifts my spirits.
6: Weren't you just finishing up?
13: One is never done with the waves. You only pause the journey. If waves aren't the cure, you want some grub? I shut down to get ready for the big game tomorrow, but I could whip something up for you.
6: They're still going to with the game after a monster attack? This town really loves their football.
13: Yep. So. So what? I didn't just roll out of the food truck yesterday. I've got a seventh sense that tells me when you kids need to talk.
6: I just don't know how to help my friends. We were fine. Working on a project and things went really wrong. And now they're afraid to get back to work. They won't answer my calls. And even if they did, I don't know what to say. I'm used to just being better and louder. That's usually enough for the swim team and water polo. Well,
13: why don't you think it's working?
6: I'm not sure it ever really worked. I don't think I've been a good leader. I just scare people into trying harder.
13: You don't lead by hitting people over the head. That right there is assault, not leadership. Leadership's one of the gnarliest ways to surf. You have to be strong, but not a jerk. A kind soul, but not a pushover. Proud, but not arrogant. You have to balance all that together, or you'll be heading straight towards a face plant. So,
6: what do I do? My friends are too afraid to listen to anything I say. I lead by actions, not words. Hanwell's the one who's good at picking people up.
13: Well, in my experience... There's one thing you have to do, and it's the perfect blend of easy and straight-up impossible. you got to realize the fear is there, and then do that damn thing anyway. Bravery is not not feeling afraid, but it's conquering that fear.
6: You really think I can do it?
13: No doubt in my mind.
6: Guardian threat located. (laughs) Immediate response required. Leyline primed.
13: Dick Tracy's calling.
6: Johnny, do you have a TV on your truck?
13: I got my pop's old black and white. Legend has it that he won it in a card game against this twist balloon Shark. Or was it arm wrestling that circus performer?
16: Tonight on Dragon Cove I Spy News. A former employee gets revenge on Ballmart by switching all the prices on the store shelves. As you can guess, havoc ensued and left management personnel hospitalized after shoppers lined them up outside of the store and pelted them repeatedly with basketballs, footballs, and hockey pucks. Dragon Cove is having its second monster attack of the day. We have Desdemona Joy on the scene with a description of the action. So first reports said it might be the same monster from earlier today. Can you confirm that?
0: That's right, Mr. Kazem. The same monster that attacked Vermillion High has now risen from the ground in the town square. I have to ask the same question I was asking myself as I clung to my one-of-a-kind, professionally-designed float, fearing for my life. Where are the Guardians?
16: Guardians? Is that what you kids are calling these multicolored warriors these days?
0: Well, as Dragon Cove's foremost expert on these people, I think the name fits. I believe that...
16: You okay? What was that?
0: <coughs> I don't know what happened, but the street just totally exploded. OMG!
16: What do you see? My outfit is completely ruined! This is the worst day ever! Desdemona, what about the monster?
0: What? Fine, but the station is paying for my dry cleaning. The monster is now hanging out with a metal dude and a giant lizard person. They do not look happy. As unhappy as someone who just had one-of-a-kind boots ruined!
15: Those who wish to escape my wrath should leave now. I have no qualms with any of you, but if you stay, I will assume you stand with the Guardians. They have lured you in with false bravado and heroics, but I know these... Guardians, they will take everything you love away from you and leave
17: you destroyed. The end of the Guardians' night, the wild wind coldly blew, but my terror spell has bound you and it cannot, cannot let go. Now is the time, Guardians.
15: These people need heroes. Goobles! Destroy everything in your path.
16: It seems like we've lost Desdemona. As monster attacks increase, we have to echo her question. Where
13: are the Guardians? Well, that is most definitely not good. Someone should do something about that.
6: Where are you going?
13: Well, to do what I do best. Cook. People are going to need food after this one way or another. What are you best at, Gwen? As Gwen watches Johnny D. walk away, she can't help
3: but notice the three small scars that even to her untrained eye are bullet wounds. If she had more time, maybe she could ask, but the Blue Guardian has a more important task in front of her. She leaves the food truck and begins moving to a secluded area.
6: Gaia, open a channel. Listen, I'm not certain what went down against the monster, but I know that it really messed you all up. I'm sorry I wasn't there for you when you needed me, but I'm here now. I know you're afraid and it's okay to be afraid sometimes, but this isn't one of those times. Our city is under attack like never before, and I don't think I can do this alone. The fear may feel overwhelming, but there's something stronger than fear, and it's love. I know we haven't been doing this all that long, but I know that I love all of you, and I believe in all of you. There is nothing the five of us can't accomplish if we work together. Even if you doubt yourself, believe in the me that believes in you. I'm teleporting over to the city square to try to stop these monsters. I hope I see all of you there. If not, it's OK. I understand. Gaia, open up a line. Guardians engaged. Hydro What?
3: Gwen arrives at downtown Dragon Cove in her guardian armor and surveys the destruction before her. The fear-altered Goobles roam freely, destroying anything that they can get their claws on. As soon as her portal closes, Harbinger, Minoterror, and Hera begin slowly walking towards her. You.
15: Just one? That's more than a little disappointing. Your kind always travels in packs. Where are your compatriots? Planning a sneak attack?
12: They lack the mental capacities for that. When I last fought them, they were no more than disorganized younglings flailing wildly. I do hope the green one comes out of hiding. We have unfinished business.
6: What do you want?
15: I want to pay back all the pain your kind has brought to me. I'm going to crack you open and learn all your secrets.
6: I really think you have me mistaking for someone else. I don't know who or what you're talking about.
15: Enough of your lies. Minotaur. destroy them. Hera, take the ghouls and spread out. The others must not be far.
6: All right, ugly. Let's dance. Sword.
3: Blue liquid metal pours from the discs on the left wrist of the Blue Guardian. The shimmering liquid quickly forms into a metallic-looking blue scimitar.
17: You may have begun this fight, brave, but by its end you'll be... Ugh. Oh,
3: oh my. Oh.
6: Nope, not today, whatever you did earlier is not going to fly.
3: The water blasting from the tip of the aqua sword hardens, forming a frozen muzzle over the mouth of the Minnow Terror. The monster scrapes at the ice, but is unable to remove it from its mouth. <coughs>
6: Thank goodness for all those morning sparring sessions, or I would have never learned that trick.
3: Harbinger watches as their latest monster goes toe-to-toe with the armored hero. Unmoving, they watch intently, hoping that something they see might restore more of their lost memories.
15: Hera, have you found where the others are hiding? There is no way they are foolish enough to send only one guardian.
12: We have found nothing, sir. This one has either overestimated their abilities or underestimated ours.
15: Very well. Return, and let us finish this foolish hero quickly.
3: Gwen slashes across the chest of the Minnow Terror with her aqua blade knocking the monstrosity back. Turning quickly, she is faced with the fear-altered goobles. A horrific version of Dr. Alistair, a hideous clown, a shambling mass of living spiders, and a decrepit mail carrier approach her menacingly.
6: Can't do this all day. Who's next?
3: Stepping out of four portals are the remaining guardians. Fully armored and wielding their elemental weapons, the teenaged heroes immediately rush to Gwen's side, forming a protective circle around her.
10: Sorry we're late, but traffic was crazy on the lines.
6: Better late than never. Are you all sure you're ready for this?
14: Even if we weren't, we're not going to leave you here alone. What type of team would we be if we weren't here for our captain?
5: How dire of a situation are we facing here? On a scale of 1 to the end of the world? I'd
6: say we're looking at at least an 8. so, the usual. Oh, What's is that a cyborg? I guess it could be a robot.
9: Do you know what it is, Hoplite?
6: I haven't had time to ask.
15: Guardians, I make this offer once and only once. Hand over the technology and the location of your command center and your lives will be spared. If you refuse, all you love will be taken from you.
3: Gwen steps forward and is flanked in a V formation by the other Guardians. The five heroes face down their numerous opponents.
6: I don't know who you are, but we're the Guardians of Earth. You can go back where you came from, or we can sing you there forcefully.
3: So be it. The Guardians rush towards their foes with their weapons aglow with elemental energies. The head of Benny's Crimson Warhammer is ablaze as he strikes out at the Clown
14: Google. Why so serious, Benny boy? I just wanna play.
2: I wouldn't eat your face. i devour it. Not a boy anymore. Play with this!
3: Hanuel cautiously approaches the slow-moving goobel that looks like burlap monstrosity. With each shuffle, spiders and other insects spill from loose seams across its body and make their way towards the pink guardian and begin to cover the lower part of his body.
10: The suit is sealed. Jay said it was sealed. Dragon Cove needs you. And Gwen needs you. You can do this. Dazzling pink light begins
3: to emanate from the wind chakrams in the pink guardian's hands. With an impossibly quick counterclockwise spin, Hanuel turns into a small living hurricane. The mass of insects is sucked up and the pink windstorm rises off the ground. The dark mass is flung into the distance as Hanuel lands gracefully in a heroic
10: pose. I did not Not know know I I could could fly. fly.
4: This is so cool. I see you're as good at fighting as you are at making friends, Jay.
9: I know I'm not everyone's cup of tea, but my friends still like me. Me being different is what makes me, me. Now, it's time for you to go, Mr. Alistair.
3: Jay slams their stone shield into the ground, sending an expanding crack towards their opponent. The chasm opens, and the gooble falls out of sight. That's Doctor. The Black Guardian marches with steely determination towards the Gooble mail carrier, her lightning lance crackling with dark electricity. Spinning the weapon to her side, Scarlet shoots off short bursts of lightning as the Gooble begins throwing letters at her with extreme velocity. This
13: is from your
5: parents. I don't care. They never loved me and I'm better off without them.
3: The four heroes regroup and turn to see Gwen locked in fierce combat with the Minnow Terror. She is holding the monster at bay by firing icicles from her Aqua Sword.
6: Take care of the other 2 I've got this one. Remember, work together and nothing can stop us.
3: The Druidic Defender and Storm Sentinel break off and confront Hera while Pyre Paladin and Nova Knight prepare to engage Harbinger.
14: Looks like I get to cross off fighting a robot off my bucket list.
3: So, arrogant!
14: what
15: gives you this sense of confidence? Do you think that defeating a simple Google means you have a chance against Tyrek Mir's right hand?
5: You just said a lot of words that made no sense.
14: Alright, Tin Can Man, let's see what you look like with a few dents. The two teens
3: launch their attack. Scarlet throws her charged lance at her metallic foe. With machine-like precision, Harbinger snatches the lance millimeters before it strikes them. Interesting.
15: This alloy seems familiar.
14: Try this on for size!
3: Benny swings down with his flaming warhammer with all of his might. Raising their free hand, Harbinger effortlessly stops the bludgeoning weapon.
15: Is this your best? I'm disappointed.
3: Harbinger drops the lightning lance as their hand morphs into a small cannon. The blast projects Benny across the street and he slams into a parked car.
12: I see you've improved, little one. It will make destroying you that much sweeter. Prepare to meet your end. Well, they seem nice. I'll I'll assume assume a a
10: polite polite discourse is out of the question.
3: Hanuel flings his chakrams at the approaching dinosaur, only to watch them be smacked away by Hira's massive club. Just as quickly as a smile appears on her scaly face, It is wiped away when Hanuel summons his weapons back to his hands.
12: Your little tricks will not save you. I have defeated legions of warriors like you. Your armor will hang from my wall. Time to give you a
9: little lesson in leverage, my gargantuan friend.
12: Jay rushes
3: towards Hira and lowers themselves down before thrusting their shield upwards. The ground around their feet becomes encased by the earth as they push against their foe. The mountainous Hera is unmoved and raises her club with both hands. Before she can bring down a blow, she is startled to feel her feet leave the ground and she is knocked back away from the Green Guardian. Holy crap! Defender!
9: Oh, thank you, AP Physics! What are we supposed to do against them? Because pushing them around is only going to work for so long.
10: We're going to have to regroup. I, I, I don't think Divide and Conquer is going to work, Hoplite.
6: All right, let's give them the world's Anvil.
10: The
3: Guardians quickly disengage, regroup, and begin assembling their combined weapon. Jay's shield takes root to the ground, while the remaining Guardians attach their weapons to vine-like turrets that sprout from the top. The individual weapons glow brightly with elemental energies as it prepares to release a prismatic beam of energy.
11: Harbinger. The energies from that weapon will depolarize your primary and auxiliary Prometheum Delta Wave drive. There is no telling how your systems will react to that much energy.
15: I refuse to back down. This is the moment they pay.
3: The Minnow Terror is engulfed by the multicolored blast emanating from the World Anvil. The energy strikes Hera and Harbinger, and for a moment the two combatants are able to withstand the discharge.
5: Ring
11: capacity,
10: 79%. Hold it together. They can't hold out forever. We have to give it all we got!
11: This is unbelievable.
9: How am I withstanding the well world I'll be sure to ask
6: them when I have a free minute. Come on, we can do this!
3: As the beam intensifies, Kira is knocked back through a nearby storefront. Harbinger begins slowly pushing forward as the beam grows in brightness. The metallic warrior's usual red
2: underlying
3: glow grows brighter and brighter as they grow closer to the Guardian's weapon. With steely determination, Harbinger grabs the barrel of the world anvil. Ring
11: capacity 68.5. 5%. This is not good. Ring capacity fifty point nine percent. How is it doing this? Ring capacity forty
3: six point one percent. The red glow of Harbinger begins to change and cycles through the colors of the Guardians' elemental energies. Ring capacity thirty eight point five percent.
9: We need to disconnect. It's created some sort of feedback loop. This is taking too much energy. What about our next fight? If we don't stop, then there won't be a next fight.
11: Ring capacity, 18.2%. You
15: will pay
11: for C.L. Genie.
14: A
3: car sits alone at the far end of the Vermilion High School parking lot. A slightly battered and bruised Gwen and her father sit awkwardly in the silence as they watch the crowd make its way into the stadium.
7: Honey, I just want to...
6: Dad, uh, let me explain. Things have been happening and I I wanted to tell you, but... Stop.
7: I'm the dad. Just listen before you say anything else. If there was something I needed to know, you would tell me. I trust you. And I know I raised you to know what's right from wrong. Thanks. I know I haven't always been the best with change, but I'm working on it. I hope you know I was never upset with you. I was just worried.
6: Dad, you've been great. You weren't dealing with a change in hair color or a nose piercing. Trust me. I have friends who wish their dads were as understanding as you.
7: Even if I hurt you a little, it's inexcusable, and I'll never forgive myself for that. The papa bear in me got a little out of control. I should never have been worried. There's nothing my daughter can't handle.
6: You have no idea how much I needed to hear that. I've been feeling like I've been screwing everything up. I keep getting in my way. I don't usually doubt myself, In the water, I know exactly what I need to do. When I'm out of the water, I think I know what needs to be done, but I'm too afraid to make it happen.
7: I'm going to tell you the same thing I did when you were freaking out about being swim captain. To overcome fear is all you have to do. Realize the fear is there, and do the action you fear anyway. Take a step back, stay strong, stay grounded, and press on. You've got this.
6: What if I don't? What if I'm in over my head? It feels like I'm the only one taking things seriously. And when I push, I sound like a nag. I can see how great we can be, but I don't know how to get them to see that.
7: Maybe try telling them that more often than just ordering them around. Even as a leader, you're still part of the team.
6: Looks like the game started. You sure you don't want to stay and watch the game?
7: Are you joking? Your mom and sister are setting up Settlers of Catan and I'm planning on mopping the floor with them. Plus, I think your sister is still a little spooked from the excitement yesterday.
6: Are you sure you don't want to know?
7: Are you doing what is right?
6: Yeah.
7: Then that's all you ever need to tell me.
11: This fool. I told them that those energies would do incalculable damage to his systems. He has absorbed energies I've never seen before at levels that he should not have been able to withstand. Think revere. You were able to regain your senses, dear sister, and get them back here as quickly as you did. Without my management, he might have erupted like Mount Kragis.
12: (sighs) Your concern for my well-being is more than a little lacking, little brother. You seemed more concerned when you saw that your pet human was caught in the Minoterror's blast. I too faced the energy weapon, but I am not blessed with whatever alloy Harbinger is made from.
11: My apologies, sister. But the last time I tried to care for your wounds, you admonished me and said that you were more than capable of recovering from any wound.
12: My wounds will heal, but with Harbinger in his current stasis condition, your assistance would be appreciated so I can finish off these Guardians before they are back online.
11: Sister, there is something about the battle that struck me as odd.
12: My lovely little brother, I assume many aspects of combat are confusing to you.
11: So very true. The brilliant academic never spent any time on the pugilistic arts. Perhaps I was too busy unraveling the secrets of the universe to be bothered with learning to throw a punch.
12: What is your question?
11: The Goebbels were designed to manifest into their target's greatest fears. Which they did to an impressive degree. You saw how those surface dwellers fled?
12: That is a boast, not a question.
11: Did you not find it peculiar? That The guardians sought out specific goobles when they arrived. Why were they drawn to certain fears?
12: Neither of us is an expert on human psychology. They are simple beings, and it would not surprise me if they had similar fears across their species.
11: That seems far too simple of an explanation.
12: Is this you wanting to place more importance on your pet? Do you actually think they might be a guardian? What you described of them, they are just as insecure and intellectual as you are.
11: Are you saying, my dear sister, that the heart of the warrior does not beat in my chest?
12: (laughs) Oh, my brother, I cannot remember the last time you told a joke as funny as that. You are a thinker, not a being of action. That is nothing to be ashamed of besides, what are the odds that the human that you befriended would be our enemy?
11: That is quite the interesting question. One would simply have to take the population of this planet and devise a system of variables to
12: eliminate- Brother that I love, if you are actually going to solve this problem, I will need a much higher dose of sedative.
11: Point well taken, my poor injured sister. There is quite a more pressing matter to focus my energies on. As brilliant as I am, I know that the energies Harbinger absorbed are foreign to me. My initial results are just now populating, and they reveal that... Oh sweet, Revere's unbreakable talon! That can't possibly be accurate.
12: Uh, brother of mine, I am far too tired to know if you're sounding excited or scared. What have you found?
11: This energy is something I theorized cycles ago, and was laughed out by the rest of Tyrigmir's scientists. My next monster will be nothing the Guardians of this world has ever seen.
3: The capacity crowd at the Vermilion High School Stadium is on the edge of their collective seats as the homecoming game versus Stone Canyon High hangs on the final few moments. In the crowd, Hanuel and Gwen sit in the uppermost corner of the stadium, watching as Benny tries to lead the Dragons to victory.
10: This is crazy! How the heck is Benny playing so well? It hurt just walking up the stairs to these seats.
6: Benny is a fighter. He'll hold it together for his team, just like we all did yesterday.
10: Speaking of which, have you gotten your communicator to work? I've been trying to activate Gaia, but it's not responding.
6: Same. Jay said it was probably in sleep mode or maybe repairing itself. We'll just have to give it time. Where is Jay? They said they were coming tonight.
10: I think they're trying to run a diagnostic on the ring and bracelet. Does Jay think they can hack alien tech? That's gotta be beyond even their skills. If anyone can figure it out, it's them. Any idea what was going on with that metal thing we fought? Why was it screaming we had to pay? Who or what is Kale Johnny?
6: No idea. Before you all showed up, it was saying that we took what it loved from it. We really need to find out more about this tech and where it comes from.
10: All right, here we go! Come on, Benny!
6: Let's go, Humo! You can do it!
3: Benny runs from the sideline and joins his team's huddle. The dragon players all look fatigued and
14: barely able to stand. I wish I could say something classy and inspirational, but that just wouldn't be my style. Pain heals. Chicks dig scars. Glory. lasts forever, Reginald. It's you and me. Fake sweep right, bootleg left. The weary dragons approach
3: the line of scrimmage, Benny surveys the defense and the scant three yards between his team and victory. Taking a deep breath, he sets up under center.
14: Hut, hut, hike! Faking
3: the toss to the right, Reginald and Benny break to the left. The two bitter rivals are of one mind as Reginald clears a path towards the end zone. Benny dives over the goal line and tumbles to the ground, exhausted. (laughs) Ha ha ha! Yeah! (laughs) As the team and crowd celebrate, Scarlet rushes to Benny's side.
9: Benny! Benny! (laughs) You did it!
3: (laughs) Gingerly sitting up, Benny removes his helmet. A smile is spread across his face as he stares at his friend.
8: (laughs) Benny... Benny, are you okay?
3: Wordlessly... Benny reaches out for Scarlet and pulls her close before kissing her deeply.
7: Written and produced by Velvet Fiend Rabbit Productions. Our theme song, Sword is written and produced by Ahmad Judah and Joe Chasm, with lyrics and vocals by Keisha Wallace. If you like what you just heard, please head over to the podcast service of your choice and leave us a rating and a review. It truly helps more people find the show. Tubular Teeth with Titans features the vocal talents of.
9: I'm Briar Zachary, and I play the Druidic Defender. J. Tara.
7: My name is Chris
6: Van, and
14: I play the Pyre Paladin, Benny Humo.
10: I'm Tim Loika and I play Storm Sentinel, Hanuel Yasuo.
6: I'm Keisha Wallace, and I play the Hydro Hoplite, Gwyn Avalon.
5: What's up? I'm Allegra Rodriguez-Shivers, and I play the Nova Knight, also known as Scarlet Watts.
12: I'm Shane Cochran, and I voice E-R-A-L-D. I'm J.J. Jensen, and I play Hera.
13: I'm Michael Waldschlag of the Second, and I play Harbinger. I'm Noah, and I play Johnny Dakota.
5: Marie Claire Gould as Ms. Page Turner.
13: Kyle
7: Gould as Reginald Thaddeus III. I'm Benjamin Kitching, and I played Leo Avalon.
8: I'm Leslie, and I played Catherine Avalon.
7: I'm Major Kimball,
16: and I play Terror.
3: I'm Shane Patrick, and I play the narrator.